Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to It Never Gets Old, a first-hand account of all things secondhand and sustainable. This is about the exploding secondhand, resale, vintage, consignment, fashion economy, what it means for your wallet, what it means for the planet, how we're going to make some money on it in 2020. I am your host, Meredith Feynman, and I am joined by my bestie in the Westie, Sarah Lane. Hi, Mayor. Uh, I always want to tell you that I miss you because we see each other once or twice a week, depending on when we're, our recording schedules uh, offer us. But uh, but you're looking great. And you look great, too, BB. Thanks. I know you do other plug for Sarah's other podcast. She hosts another show and does some on air stuff. And she looks very beautiful with her makeup <laughs> and all that stuff. So we got a fun request, which like my true dream in life is to just talk about candy and secondhand clothing. <laughs> so we had a delightful review. Thank you so much for leaving us reviews. Please rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Plugging that early. But I love reading them. They make me so happy. So we got a lot of good feedback about our Mike and Ike back and forth, which if you, we have an archive since April, uh, if you listen to any previous episodes and one in particular where I was pulling um, gummy candy out of my teeth, I have a thing for candy. And so there was a request to talk about other kinds of candy. So Sarah, <laughs> what are you snacking on this week? You call it the Mike and Ike conversation. I call it the, the conversation about why Mike and Ikes were the worst and why I would never eat them. But I do love a hot tamale, and they're in the same family, the same genus. I don't really like sweets, Mer. I used to. I used to be an ice cream fiend. Pint of ice cream for dinner, no problem. Now I rarely eat anything that is designated a sweet. Okay, well, like, what? what's your treat of the day, treat of the week? All right, so this is real off topic, but Top Ramen. We all know what Top Ramen is. It's, it's delicious. Yeah, it's it's 25 cent ramen. You get a little, you know, packet of salt with it and, you know, you go to town. It Top, is 150% of your sodium for the day. <laughs> right, 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 right. So my new thing is, and it's not because I don't understand how to cook pasta or I'm somewhat, you know, that challenged in the kitchen that I wouldn't, you know, go the extra mile for like maybe 10 more minutes of cooking. But the thing with Top Ramen noodles is they're so thin they cook up in like two seconds and then you can add all sorts of stuff to them and then use like one fourth of the flavor packet, which is all you really need because you've got all the other flavors in there. And I mean, I'm getting I'm getting very creative. 
I mean, I did like a garlic broccoli spinach top ramen the other night. I I did a um, bok choy top ramen the other night. Wow, this is incredibly inventive and actually a great hack. There was an amazing series of YouTube videos, which was like a trend going around of people like soldering things, like m- repairing walls and sinks and toilets with ramen noodles. Um, it was like Whoa. a total like YouTube thing. Jenna Marbles did one. I forget what she was trying to make out of ramen noodles, but like basically like it's such a staple that like I guess you can also like caulk your tub with it. But I I stan and that is an excellent tree of the week. Here's a, a cooking hack from Meredith and Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's I'm like slightly embarrassed about it but at the same time I'm like that was a delicious meal and like I mean I'm I extremely mean, li- nutritious let's be honest live your truth one two sounds delicious three easier <laughs> than cooking pasta um you know I totally stand I my my treat of the week I would say so I really like sugar when I lived in LA briefly, I was like really into like natural sugar, like no sugar added, whatever. And then I just, you know, I watched Fed Up, which is a documentary that tells you how sugar is like more addictive than cocaine and um, what it does to your body and blah, blah, blah. And the problem is it's just like still delicious. So this week I've been having a lot of uh, Justin's, I think they're almond butter, peanut butter cups. They're like the healthier version. Oh yeah, those are good. Those are they're really, really They're delish. I had a pack before we recorded. So um, that's our treat of the week. <laughs> Let us know if you like that or not. Well, I, yeah, I like I like these. <laughs> if the public wants more, I'll tell you what weird thing I concocted next week in my you know my ramen test kitchen. I mean, treats are great. Yeah, sure. We, we, every life is hard. We're all working. We're all stressed. Like, have some treats. Treat yourself. What are we talking about today? There, there are two things I want to talk about. And uh, one of them, you know, phasing off of food and into the secondhand world is I have managed to find a new thing to buy secondhand. Unbelievably, Sarah, I have found something new to spend my money on. I, did, I thought I'd ran, run out of things, frankly, you know, besides furniture. Yeah, I mean, we're talking, we talked clothes, jackets, shoes, bedding, candles. What's next? Eyewear. And I'm not talking about sunglasses. I'm talking about eyeglasses. Do you wear eyeglasses? I I think you do, right? I don't, no. I've never actually worn glasses uh, or contacts. I definitely need them to the point where like when I read off of Google Docs (laughs) for some of my other shows, the aforementioned shows, I have to like increase the text size to like 200% so that I can read it now. So I'm really just a holdout because I'm lazy and I don't want to wear glasses. However, I do need them. And I am intrigued by this because it's a pretty personal thing. You know, what what is wrong with your eyes and what do you need? Totally. So I am trying to remember when I got glasses and almost immediately started wearing contacts. I think I had glasses maybe my junior or senior year of high school to read the board and varying classes where I was being a goody two shoes, goody a million pairs of shoes is, is my identity. Um, and, you know, they were like, whatever glasses they give you, nothing in particular. And then I almost immediately switched to contacts. I didn't like the sensation of having something on my face. I like my prescription was light enough that I didn't have to wear them all the time. And so through all of college, I wore contacts and then the decade after college, I wore contacts. 
And then all of a sudden I started wearing glasses, not very often, but like a couple of factors. So one, you have Warby Parker, which actually I bought firsthand where you just, you know, 90, 95 bucks all in cute pair of frames. Amanda Decadene, friend of the podcast, done a, did a cool collaboration. I wanted the ones she had a million years ago. I bought fancy Tom Ford glasses before they made thick glasses for women they were men's and I spent all this money on them and I remember taking them to like not our eyes but somewhere to get the the lenses put in and they were way 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 too strong and I guess I just never fixed that problem so then for the subsequent decade I just wore contacts so I realized I only had this one pair of eyeglasses which 10 years later actually was the right prescription I don't know your glasses prescription and your contacts prescription differ if you're someone who wears glasses you know that or wears contacts get your eyes checked it's important for your eyes to be healthy but I got like a pair of Warby Parker glasses you know I'm very there's some things I spend so much money on all the time and there's some things I absolutely refuse to spend money on and for some reason glasses was one of them until I got a cute pair of Warby Parker glasses and then that sort of started to seal the deal a little bit but then I was in Los Angeles and there in Venice there's an Alem store A-H-L-E-M and I never really thought about it and I don't know why I went in but I was curious about the brand and I tried on a pair of like extremely cute metal framed eyeglasses and the sales lady said to me you know it's like jewelry for your face and I was like oh fuck (laughs) fuck because now I like them now I want them now I want to spend money on them what am I gonna do so it almost surprises me that you would be like oh fuck I had never thought about that before because sunglasses total jewelry right it you know it it, if something fits your face the wrong way you're like oh these are super unflattering not the right style for me if they fit your face the right way you're like these are great I'm gonna look awesome at the barbecue eyeglasses I feel like and again I have never worn them but I have friends who have needed uh eyeglasses to be able to see I and some of them you know they just have the one pair of glasses you know they just worked out worked out the the style that worked for them others have 10 of them because they're, you know, matching the pink frames with a certain outfit type thing. So I think that probably is annoying because you got to see and you got to think about all this stuff and it's just one more thing to do. But it also is fun fashion wise. Yeah. So I don't know why it had never occurred to me. I for a long time, I was terrified of wearing contacts on airplanes because they tell you like, you know, your eyeballs will fall out of your face. And and I had kind of dry eye because they're always like, don't wear them on a plane. It's so dry. Like it's so bad for your eyes. And obviously you shouldn't sleep in them. I never slept in the contacts, but I would occasionally wear my eyeglasses to travel. But then I would just take them off. I had those cool Tom Ford ones, but I like was like, oh, these are not for like people seeing me. This is just for travel. And then eventually I just started wearing contacts on airplanes and it got to the point where like it didn't really bother me or I'd take them out and like not put glasses on and then just put fresh contacts in like before we landed. And I put these glasses on. I was like, oh, these are really cute. They're like super cute. And then I hemmed and hawed over them all week long because they were not cheap. 
And then they were like, oh, you know, you know, well, so eyeglasses, when you buy them, actually, they aren't allowed to charge tax on them because it's like a medical device, technically. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, they're not taxed. I'm like, they're still expensive. And I had just never thought about them. Like tons of people, eyeglasses are part of their like funky, cute identity. Like Ali Wong without her glasses on is like completely unrecognizable. But I just like never thought that they could potentially be part of my look. Until very recently. Yeah, I know it depends on the person and I would never call anybody out because they can wear contacts or glasses or do whatever you want to do in order to see well. But some people just look better with glasses. Like glasses can really make your face. Oh yeah, guys look cuter in glasses and with beards. Those are facts. (laughs) Those are just straight up facts. I mean, with the right glasses, like bad glasses make you look significantly worse. But good glasses and a good beard is like... You can go, you can like really get some points up there on the scale. Scrubs and then a dog also. Totally. I will date you. I like if you have a beard, glasses, scrubs on and are walking a dog. Here I come. Like, (laughs) but so, so I hemmed and hawed over these LM glasses and I just like couldn't pull the trigger and I didn't because it was also expensive to get the lenses put in and I just like obsessed over them. And then... Two things happened. One, I started to see LM glasses on Poshmark or on the Real Real. And I was like, oh, oh no, here's a whole new category of secondhand. And here's what I ended up doing. So I was talking to a friend of mine who definitely always wears cute eyeglasses. The truth is, you can take any pair of sunglasses, knock out the lenses, and put in eyeglass lenses. I hadn't really thought about it before, hadn't really considered it. And so I bought a pair of Alem sunglasses on the Real Real. Then I popped out the lenses, the sunglass lenses, and sent them to Lensable, which I am not shilling, but Lensable, I'll shill for you. And for 75 bucks, they put in my prescription and I now just want all the glasses. Like I said, there are certain frames that I think work well for faces. I know what my kind of frame style is. The glasses I gravitate towards always kind of have the same shape. The idea of somebody wearing glasses that are just, they're just, they're just glass. They're not actually helping you see any better and they're also not sunglasses, they're simply fashion. I've never gotten that far into it, although I have no problem with it. But there are sunglasses where I'm like, I wish I could just wear these all day. They look good. So that that is exactly what you're talking about. And I think that's really cool for people to understand that they can do. Yeah. And I had no idea. I just had no idea. And I wasn't even thinking about it. And it's a whole new category of secondhand stuff for me to buy. But here's the thing. It's so inexpensive to buy secondhand designer sunglasses. It's even cheaper to buy secondhand glasses. So if you're looking on resale sites and only some places take them, only some consignment stores take them. So so let's do eyeglasses first. So buying secondhand eyeglasses are dirt cheap because they're difficult to sell. A lot of people don't think about like swapping in like, you know, sunglasses frames. You don't really do that. And you can find them secondhand. A lot of times they have someone else's prescription in them. And I hadn't even thought about it, Like, but if they're high, high-end designer, Tom Ford, Tom Brown, something like an Alem, certain sites and then consignment stores will actually take them because people realize they can pop them out. It just hadn't occurred to me. Selling them, you get, again, very little money unless they're super hot desired, Celine, like a really high-end brand that everyone's really after, Chanel. And then also buying secondhand sunglasses, there are a million of them everywhere. 
uh, and selling them, you also don't get a ton of money unless they are like the hot sunglasses of the moment. Any pair of eyeglasses or sunglasses that you find can be made to your prescription. Lensable is the first service I've tried. I know you can walk into other eyeglass places and some places let you do it, some places don't. Where it's like, hey, can I bring my own frames? But the truth is like anything you like as sunglasses and now I'm you can just shop for sunglasses and see what looks cute, pop out the lenses and get your your prescription put in. And then it's also a little bit more personalized, which is so much of why it never gets old exists is like I want unique things. And here's a unique thing you can do to something you never considered. Yeah, it's very cool. It's it's almost like uh, your explanation several episodes ago about if this pair of pants, well, if it's too small, you only have so much leeway, but if it's too big, you have with the right tailor, lots of options. You can make lots of things your own to fit your bod. Glasses, I think I would have written off anything prescription, like, well, I don't wanna wear someone else's prescription, it'll hurt my eyes. Well, you don't have to. Like you're saying, this is just sort of a base for what you can now make a fashion statement. And like, let me give you the cost differential. So like Alem, the glasses I wanted were $4.95. That was not including $250 lenses. The Alem sunglasses I got on the Real Real, not the exact same shape, but a cut I liked as well, uh, were $95. Wow. I bought them secondhand, and then Lensable was $75. Yeah, I mean, that's less than half price all in. All in. And it was amazing. And I was like, and I just went on the real real today and got another pair of Alan sunglasses. I'm going to knock out and what I'm going to have a different eye store do. Because one thing, like, it's so funny. We think of so much of fashion as fixed. Like the truth is you can do anything to anything. And so I said to a fancy eyeglass store, I was like, hey, I have these alum glasses, but like I actually happen to have the sunglass lenses. Like, can you make clip-ons? They can also make, people can make clip-ons. Like you can do a lot of different things with eyewear, but it's just like a fun thing to know about. And like a, a fun accessory, if you like glasses, like I just, I just didn't know. I just didn't know. So consider it. And I think that the other thing too, I have a pretty mild prescription. I think I have minus 2.25 and minus 2.5, which is pretty low on the scale. Uh, So I don't know how great the lenses are with Lensable for, you know, much more intense prescription or, you know, if you have astigmatism, like I happen to have a simple prescription. So you should talk to like an eye doctor. You should go to your eye doctor. Let's do some disclaimers. I don't want you to mess up your eyeballs. They're very important. So like obviously take all that into consideration. Well, in our Celine episode recently, I had mentioned of all the Celine products that I could buy, most are outside of my budget, sometimes even on the consignment level, but I love those sunglasses. Now, there are there were a pair of Celine glasses that I've been looking at them on Poshmark because I tragically lost them a couple of years ago. It was, oh, it's a long story. I'm still upset about it, but they were my favorite glasses. And I'm kind of like, you know when you sort of, it was sort of your own fault that maybe you lost an item, a jacket you left at a bar or sunglasses or whatever. And it's like, I don't necessarily just want them again because I feel like that era is over, but I would absolutely wear them again as eyeglasses. 
Yeah, and it's fun. It's like totally fun. I mentioned to a friend of mine, she's like, yeah, that's what all the old ladies do. I was like, well, I am an old lady, so <laughs> right, I'm going to do it. this. And I was <laughs> like, look at these like fun, Gucci, like crazy ones with like hearts and rhinestones. Make those into glasses. Like you can you can make anything into eyeglasses. And it was just a category I never thought about. And now I like really like wearing them and they're fun and they're funky and they're not so expensive. I mean, so much of it never gets old is like finding the designer things you want for less or just things for less or thinking about being more sustainable. Like if you think about the number of eyeglasses that go to waste because people don't realize they can do things, there are some programs to recycle them. And it's something to keep in mind also when, I mean, selling your eyeglasses, you're not going to get much. Selling sunglasses, be careful, you know, make sure you have the case and the cleaning cloth. That makes a huge difference. It's sort of like having the box something came in or the dust bag, as we talked about, which, you know, will come with a fancy handbag or shoes. And you want to make sure the, if the lenses are scratched, like you're screwed. So you got to be careful about that. Like, for example, like Celine, which I love their sunglasses. I'm now going to buy some more and make them into eyeglasses. They won't replace lenses like a lot of brands. So you have to then just start from scratch. But like I have sold sunglasses and made money on them. Like they're the Dior so real or whatever that everyone loved. You got to just sell them. Again, we've discussed like selling things at the height of their resale value. Like you have to take that into consideration. So let's get into a little bit more about buying secondhand glasses and secondhand sunglasses because they're actually something that people covet. They're a beautiful luxury item. They are something that can be in your budget. Uh, or if you think they're you know, a little bit outside your budget, like please don't ever buy new sunglasses, please. They have made too many sunglasses. I mean, obviously I'm gonna say that about everything. Like please don't buy new X, Y, and Z, uh, you know, but sunglasses are all over the secondhand internet and they go for very little. Like even something like Celine, which as we talked about in a previous episode, retains a ton of value, the sunglasses don't go for a lot. So when you're buying them, a couple things to think about. One, as always, as we've talked about, authenticity. So many fake sunglasses out there. A million of them, I've been duped before and gotten some fake ones. Uh, and you can just kind of tell you just got to like sniff around, ask for to see the case, to see the cleaning cloth, to see the, you know, ask someone to photograph the sides of, I don't know what they're called, the sides of the sunglasses. Because, you know, a, a real brand will put a style number and engrave their brand on it. Right. Make sure the lenses are okay and they're clean. You can see them from every angle. I've gotten sunglasses before that I ordered secondhand that have a scratch and then like you can't wear them. You put them on. You're like, oh, there's like a scratch right down the middle of this eyeball. Like I can't see anything. Yeah. And that's that's probably the reason, even though I hadn't really thought about selling glasses secondhand because I always just end up losing them before I even want to sell them anyway. But um, I've got I mentioned Celine. I have two pairs of Celine. Well, one, again, tragically lost. There is one more. And it is, they're aviator glasses. They're adorable. I love them so much that they are, and I don't actually want to sell them because they're sort of timelessly classic, but they're, they are scratched to the point where if I buff them out, no one's ever going to be like, oh, you have a horrible scratch on your glasses, but I wouldn't resell them. Or if I did, I know I wouldn't get anything for them. Yeah, that's the thing. So if your sunglasses are damaged in any way, talking about selling them, 
Uh, again, same things I said, flipped in reverse. People are going to have questions. You want to photograph the size of the sunglasses. But yeah, the second something is nicked in a teeny tiny way, which happened to a pair of Celine sunglasses that I was selling, it tanks. And it's not worth buying them secondhand. So what I'm talking about is buying secondhand glasses or sunglasses that you plan to pop out the lenses and then put lenses that fit you. However, if you're going to buy a pair of like really chic designer sunglasses and the lens is scratched, it's going to be expensive to replace sunglass lenses. That's expensive. That you end up like paying more unless you're going to put like a prescription sunglass lens in there which is something else you can totally do I don't know if lensable does it but I'll find you know a link in the show notes some other potential places you can go but that's expensive like that's expensive to do and something that is is certainly not not worth it at all and people really care about the accoutrement with sunglasses they don't want to buy them without a case like all of that stuff allows you to make more money when you're selling them and then with eyeglasses like shoot your shot if you know certain brands that people really want you can make a little bit of money but if it has your prescription in it again like a lot of people they can't like just wear them unless you happen to magically have like this exact same prescription you know what you know what's a great platform and maybe this exists already is let's find out kind of like like genetic testing let's find out who's got the, the same effed up eyes and then we can trade cool eyeglasses with each other free idea <laughs> to any ingo listener <laughs> you can create a swapping marketplace if you have the same and even so even if you think it's the same prescription please go get it checked please totally, check your yeah. eyeballs yeah, like don't mess with your vision it can give you headaches migraines it can like mess up your vision like again at the end of the day this is a medical device to help you see better though then truthfully if you just want to wear clear glasses without any prescription in them as a fashion statement that's also fine um i don't know as much about how that works because i i wear them to see better you know it is like a really cool fashion element sarah and i have a very close friend who got lasik and glasses were like a huge part of his identity and he now wears like cool sunglasses but they're like a part of your face. I don't know. Yeah. It's like it's jewelry for the face. Thank you to that sales lady who now is making me spend money on something else. Oh, man. <laughs> it, you know, it's funny. We're talking about our, our mutual friend. And that's very true. Like the first time we saw him, we were like, well, congrats. But oh, my God, put your glasses back on. <laughs> um, and the same thing happened with my my grandmother, my mother's mother. She was, you know, she was a very proper lady, you know, hair quaffed, you know, eyeglasses, you know, the whole very cat eye. She just had a look, you know, she she would be wearing those vintage Chanel suits. Right. And she late in life, for whatever reason, was like, I'm getting LASIK. And we were like, OK, nanny, go for it. And she did. And then she didn't need glasses anymore. And I was like, I have lived my entire life. I was probably about 30 years old at this point. I've lived my entire life with you not wearing glasses or with you wearing glasses. It was shocking. And again, probably felt great for her, but it was, it is part of your identity at a certain point. Yeah. And, and so I'm now figuring out my new identity as a person that wears glasses outside of the house. And so that will evolve and change. And um, I look forward to that journey. But yeah, you can also do this with honestly, like any vintage glasses you find. I met this woman, a friend of mine styles Casey Musgraves, no big deal. And Casey's makeup artist was wearing these incredibly cool eyeglasses. And I was like, oh my God, where'd you get those? Those are so cool. Who makes them? She's like, oh, they're vintage. I got them at like a flea market in LA. So 
now that I'm going to expand, I'm probably going to just get into vintage glasses and, you know, maybe I'll become a bespeckled woman. So it never gets old, listeners. Would you do this? Has this now made you want to wear glasses more or try a new style? Glasses can be really expensive, so this idea that you can potentially do it for less is really fun. Uh, And you can, again, do anything to anything. Tell us your feedback. You can always find us online at ingopodcast.com. There you can submit a question, a query. You can email us, hello at ingopodcast.com. I love getting your emails. It makes me so happy. You can always slide into the DMs on Twitter, Instagram, at ingopodcast, or at Meredith Feynman. Happy to answer. And we will talk to you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.